address the, uh, the elephant in the room. Why don't you introduce me, and then I'll introduce it. <laughs> the thing that lurks in the corner of the room. Hi, Tom. How are you today? I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do a whole welcome to... <sighs> I thought we normally have bands before this, and then we get into the formalities. Well, this is it. This is it. This is what we are now. We're actually on a... Don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the X and Ferris podcast, podcast all about heavy metal. My name is Matthew. I am your host, and with me is my co-host, Mr. Tom Watson. And with me, as always and forever, ad infinitum, is... The newest edition. The man that... Beat off all the other applicants, <laughs> despite the fact that we requested him not to. Fervently. And in consequence... <laughs> I, dis- I insisted quite strongly. <laughs> dissolved our human resources department. Uh, the man that emailed House Stark saying, change your sigil, sent him a picture of his face and an invoice underneath. <laughs> it's the stankiest of Starks. It's Sir Jamie Stark. Hello. How are you, Jamie? I'm very good. Thank you very much for joining us. I know it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I know we've been talking about this for a while. Um, I hope both of you and all 15 of your listeners are... um, Mate, we're we're at the 2,000 listener mark. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. My My dad's got autism. Yesterday, (laughs) uh, yesterday I had a quick look at the... um, some of the like, there's a couple of people that have been nice enough to give you guys some nice reviews on the Apple Podcasts. Uh, that was you, and no, none of them were me. Was it? Um, no, and I there was a couple couple of words that kept surfacing, which were things like well informed, interesting, well researched, and I really hope to really, 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 really dash all of those. Absolutely tank everything that you guys have put together. We um we do come away from this, especially me, going what came over me like the mispronunciation <laughs> mispronunciations of guadalajara and um we just steam through it now what <laughs> what oh, was that you actually I, trying is to that, say is that when I, yeah remember guadalajara yeah i said um because i was reading Jamie really says quickly. it with a lot more chocolate in his voice yes yeah, you say it that wasn't supposed to be as racist <laughs> as just then. wow man <laughs> Guadalajara. But I'm not even saying it in like a... No, but when you sent me that um, voice clip, I got... um, I was about to say shingles. (laughs) Shingles. It gave me me rickets. (laughs) Um, And then the last one. uh, What did I say? Uh, Oh, I said Iowa instead of Iowa. How do you even fuck that up? I I was reading. So that's when we were mad hungover. I'm not far off that now, right? Now, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He keeps on drinking too yeah. much. Yeah, I thought minute. you'd stopped. I had stopped, but now I'm back on it. I'm fucking. I'm the Matthew that everyone loves again. <laughs> oh, that my dad loves again. Is that me? <laughs> Is that me? Oh, should we get into some news? Yeah, let's do I it. I understand that we're you're you're at a dinner later or something at a brunch. It's a luncheon. A luncheon. Yeah, luncheon function. What is a luncheon? Roast. Is that a luncheon? No. Luncheon is luncheon to me just screams cold meats, which obviously. It implies it implies a hearty spread. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Some some sort of buffet. Some sort of buffet, several pâtés, a preserve. Cheesecake. A chutney. More than one chutney, hopefully, if it's good. (laughs) Volavance. Volavance, ideally. (laughs) Why do I um various forms of uh 
Finger food. Pastry. Finger foods. Finger food. Hopefully a, some, something wrapped in phyllo. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Have you eaten this morning? Why do I feel more... I had a banana. Too. Why do I feel you guys, more... Um... You guys made me get up so early to be here. <laughs> what time did you have to Sorry. get up? Well, because obviously, because I don't live in London, um, I I had to get up at 6am. <sighs> I go up at 6. Sorry. I go to the gym now. No, because um, I realised I didn't do any research for this podcast. Oh, excellent. Like fucking crap. How, how did your... Um, you don't don't need to expound on what you've done, but how did your research go for this? Considering you know you're on a three month probation and so that. it it definitely went <laughs> in in, in a, a direction. Um, my research involved me basically uh, going on the Lord of the Rings wiki page <laughs> and looking up all of the things that I had sort of half knowledge about and just wanted to make sure. I didn't. Wasn't just going to spout a load of half bullshit and and you nonsense. nerds are fucking Yet I ravenous. Still, still as well. am. Like if and we fuck thing, this up, if I fuck up any aspect of like yeah. proper deep Tolkien lore, then I will live hear long about and prosper. Yeah. yeah, you're glad to know that we never go too deep. In this <laughs> like if I get so. any of like any of Frodo's Hogwarts years, like. Wrong, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get let's talk about some news. Do you want to do start with yours, Matt? Yeah, so is um is anyone a fan of the band Sugar Ray? Yeah, so this is a bit of a reach, this one, that we've had to Right. First of all, the their first album could be considered new metal. Second of all, Mr. McGrath has been seen wearing a uh, suffocation shirt. So I think that that is enough. Is Given that the pass? shit that we cover on this podcast, that is enough to warrant being on this podcast. Is that a pass, though? Yeah, it's a pass. All right. Fine. Hard pass. <clears throat> What's he done? So a woman has hired a Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath to end a long-distance relationship with a guy apparently working on his thesis via the medium of Cameo, an app that allows, uh, allows individuals to hire out celebrities to create bespoke messages for them. Are you familiar with this podcast? Uh, you're not familiar with this podcast. I'm not familiar either, with this podcast. Are you familiar with this app? What's I've it called never, again? It's called Cameo. No. And it's basically, so I went on there and... Old, old man Bunkle not being at yeah. all in tune with the Bro, internet I, I, in 2019. I still drew, I still try and revisit DC8P, whatever it's called <laughs> online. Um, E-bombs world. So I went on here and I've, I've got it up for you now, which allows you to just hire out celebrities to what? just make messages for them. Oh, so, okay. So or them to make messages for you. So... You, oh, was can, this like that Fiverr thing? Where you, I think it's called Fiverr. There's like a, it's like a website service where people just pay me twenty bucks and I'll write you a song. Or isn't yeah, it usually, something like that? It's usually like that, it's but like, like Twitter videos. But it's usually like X Factor contestants as well. Like Va- no, Varga there's some, or, uh, there's some motherfuckers on here. Chico. I think that we should pull some money together. Maybe do a GoFundMe and see if we can get some additional like plugs and messaging for the podcast. Particularly Gilbert Gottfried. For a hundred and fifty pounds, he yeah. will uh, he will plug our podcast. In addition to that, who else is like Flavor Flav? Flavor Flav. How much is Flavor Flav? He's two hundred and fifty. Two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. To do what? To just fucking just give you. That's your tap, mate. Yeah, just to just to give you a message. That just is to, a fucking bargain. Yeah, I wonder whether it has to go through like their PR though, because you pa- can't no, just I was say give PayPal. Them anything. <laughs> no, just um, PayPal it. No, there was one. There was one that I was like, "Oh, that's it, Snoop Dogg." Snoop mm. Dogg is seven hundred dollars. That's still quite cheap. 
It I is mean, still the thing quite is, cheap. Imagine you could you could get all your mates to like put together to get someone like a birthday message from Snoop Dogg or something. That How would long be... is the message? Uh, well, the one from Mark McGrath was two minutes and twenty seconds. That's a lot of Mark McGrath. That's a, that's yeah, a lot. That is. How do you break that? He was a hundred pounds. So how do you break that down by? So that's what like fifty. 50 a minute, maybe. Yeah, must have had a script. It's a little bit extra time. Maybe there's like a 10% buffer that you get for free. Is that tax deductible? I mean, that's... But how long does it take to break someone's heart? So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. True. Yeah, you got us there. Tell us, Jamie. I, I bow to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jamie hasn't um, got a fucking clue. How long does it take to break someone's heart? With my experience, <laughs> I mean, six months sometimes, <laughs> sometimes two years. <laughs> this... Oh. Is this, this is is that, was that your down. longest relationship? <laughs> Two years. Uh, yeah, about that. Okay. 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 It's, it's tough. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've gone to is gay jokes now. Fuck yeah, sake. Tom, it's 2019. There's absolutely nothing funny about that. That's fine. I'm an, I'm an anti-Zionist. <laughs> so the video is dated November 24th and went viral on Monday, uh, November 25th. So far gained nearly 40,000 likes and 1,000 comments. Uh, Mark McGrath did add the consolation prize of inviting, uh, inviting the, um, the, the uh, breaker up at E yeah. of coming to the next Sugar Ray concert for free and meeting him backstage. But he said that it probably wouldn't be appropriate given the circumstances. <laughs> um, so yeah, but... It turns out that this has now actually been a hoax because there is no... Uh, there is no Mark McGrath. Yeah, there is no... <laughs> Sugar Ray didn't ever exist. <laughs> there is no Braden, there is no relationship and there is no breakup. It turns out that the same the same message has been given to like a lot of different people on Cameo, including uh, former White House press secretary, uh, Anthony Scaramucci. What did he want it for? Well, he was being paid, wasn't oh, he? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sorry. I do have a bit of a problem with, like, that there can't be anything worse than being broken up with the physical embodiment of a pair of Oakley's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and frosted you, tips. Well, see, I, I saw, when you just turned your laptop around to face us, the list of people that were on there, faces, there was fucking Jerry from Parks and Reg. Would you not get in on that? I would be, I would be over the moon. It would be so. It would be a very comforting thing to be broken up with by, uh, by Jerry, Jerry. Gergich. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did slightly get a bit of a like a Bangkok whorehouse kind of vibe from just looking at all these people. Mm. Just like, who do mm. I want to pick for my pleasures? What was that um, chat roulette thing as well? Omegle. Yeah. Or Wasn't it roulette. just called chat roulette? Yeah, that's ages ago. You can ago. get Gary fucking Busey. Gary really? Busey's three hundred and fifty. Have they got like a top? Are you sure? So is it like a video message or a voice one? Because we sure it's not it's just video very talented impersonators. Oh, we're sorting by recommended, by the way, at the moment. Is Gary Busey your top recommended? <laughs> yeah. Recommended messages. By the way, uh, price high to low. <clears throat> yeah, who's the most expensive one? Caitlyn Jenner for two thousand five hundred. Wow. Direct from the jungle. Two of the Waynes brothers are in the top four. Really? Yeah, Marlon Wayne's is a thousand, and Sean Wayne's. I, I'd wait. He's the one from. Um, he's not from the scary movie franchise. He's the one from. Uh, oh wait, no, he is. White chicks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> can get uh, Wacker Flocker. And, oh, okay. And Wesley Snipes. You can oh, get Wes shit. So you mean you could get Wesley Snipes to say one of his? You can put a cat in the oven. That don't make it a biscuit. Some of <laughs> some, some of the fuckers are always trying to skate up here. 
That was racist. That was yeah. Let's keep. Let's call it with the accent. Yeah. <laughs> just cut the bed. You, but you can get. I just sorted from uh, lowest to highest, and you can get the Grinch for free. For free. Yeah, I let's don't know do who now. the Grinch is. Do it now. Get get the Grinch in. Yeah. Can you not pay some of these people to endorse the podcast? Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to get um. Don't get wasted. Are there is, are there any are there any um. Like, no, he already did it. Can you tell by Matt, my perfect impersonation? Oh, yeah. Are there are there any like seminal like metal musicians or celebrities oh, on there? We're gonna be here for a long. Well, well just they, do it in your do it in your spare time and have it as a surprise for the next the next episode. I don't think they'd subject okay, them, themselves to something so. Oh, I reckon there's trivial, several out there that would need the want and need the money. I reckon mm. there's a. I tell you who would need the money if we if we want to move on. Uh, <laughs> nice segue there. Our um. Our good friend Abath. Do you mean? Cash. Sorry, it's you're pronouncing it wrong. Abath. Abath. It's like a butt or something. Oh, obviously. Oh I'm God. Gonna, I'm gonna Google that. Okay, you Google that. Uh, should we talk about our um, our sad friend? Go for it. Uh, have you guys been uh, following the news? What are you doing? Oh, Abath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I just want to prove you wrong. Oh, he's just said three different things. <laughs> Homeboy's <laughs> fucking smashed. Yeah. Okay, so have any of you watched the footage of uh, the show that um, Abarth Abbott Abart? You just said it. Abart. You have to say it in like a North accent. By that, you vicariously mean have any of us done any research for this podcast, yeah. to which you we've already it? said no. No. <laughs> right, okay. So, uh, Abart was uh, intended to uh, perform a show. Uh, I believe it, where was it? Was it in South America or something like that? Um, so, according to El Culto, uh, the show started two hours late and gave openers uh, des- uh, descarnado. <laughs> Tom, I'm not, I'm not like and a... medium. Uh, only a few minutes. <laughs> Pronounce to, things. Only, <laughs> only a few minutes to play each. Um, then uh, Abad took uh, to the stage, allegedly drunk and without guitarist uh, Ole Andre Farstad. Uh, who is that? All right for you. You don't need to lean fucker? into this so much. Uh, yeah. Who, who uh, rumors say he got into a fight with earlier that day? Uh, the band attempted to play uh, "Count the Dead" three times. Uh, one of which uh, about dropped his guitar and then jumped into the crowd. Uh, the band then tr- uh, the band then tried to um, failed to cover "Tyrants" by Immortal. Uh, when that didn't work out, uh, about was taken. Uh, yeah, but did that have anything to do with him being drunk? Or did yeah, yeah, just yeah. Fail? So it's. I think a lot of people, because of uh, his about um, personality and character, mm. people just think it's all for fun and it's all for a laugh and things like that. But the guy's got very, very serious drinking problem. Does he? Uh, yeah. Well, he's from the sound of it. <laughs> it sounds that description just sounds, sounds like, like a lean Friday night. It sounds like the like the big time version of that video of that black metal band. In oh, that. the um, they're like a Finnish they black metal band. Well. Isn't a Bart Finnish? Uh, Norwegian. They're Norwegian. <laughs> God damn, Jamie. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but it sounds like just the the larger 
version of that <laughs> video of that black metal band pissed out of their minds. Oh, then they falling do the, off the stage. Yeah. Well, he did. Uh, he's issued a couple of statements about this. Uh, the first one was, it's with a heavy heart that we have to announce the cancellation of the remainder of uh, the About South American Outrider Outst- 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 tour uh, due to health uh, issues that need to be treated. That's one way. Uh, we are unable to complete the last shows in Argentina and Brazil. We deeply apologize to all our fans. Um, about Now has released another statement, and this is quite sad, Uh Throughout life, you're Sorry, dealt, we'll find some comedy. Throughout life, you're dealt different decks of cards. I've been fortunate enough to have been given the opportunity to live my dream, which is writing music, putting out records and touring the world, playing to fans all over the globe. Um, for the most part, it's been a tremendous ride, but there's also been moments where things have gone wrong. Uh, most notably during the recent tour of South America, we had to cancel shows in Argentina and Brazil. It's no secret that I've been battling addiction. Uh, I've now come to realize that it's time to pick a fight with this demon. Uh, I've committed myself to a rehab program that's going to help me get clean once and for all. I feel more motivated and determined now, uh, than ever to win this battle. Uh, he adds, due to my program, we need to cancel the December shows that we've uh, scheduled with my other band, Bombers. Uh, we do apologize to our fans that we're looking forward to seeing these shows. Uh, right now, I'm very much looking forward to coming back clean, stronger and more focused and fired up than ever. Um Europe and USA, you've been warned, we'll hunt you down like a thunderstorm next year. Nothing is going to stop us. Horns up. Can we mind someone suffering for comedy gold? Or is that... <laughs> he's got a problem. Guy's got a problem. But I don't know if he's doing the, the decibel uh, shows, though. When's next that? Next year. I think that's next year with Mayhem, Converge. Uh, it's like a really big lineup. Guess it depends on when Happy Hour ends. <laughs> yeah come on that was great yeah that was very good yeah right, thank well you done. have jamie? we got any more news jamie we... do you have any news um <laughs> no uh i was i was instructed was... i was instructed by you guys to prepare stuff for the topic of yeah. this podcast i didn't want to sort of uh, step on your toes in regards to your sort of like normal segments, the regular segments you do. <laughs> fucking embarrassing. I think it's fine to be honest. I, I would like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually relieved. Yeah, I slightly. <laughs> I mean, right, what, what, we... what would I have talked about? What other Whatever you, you want. <laughs> Whatever I want. Okay, fine. Or maybe what? I should have. What do you mean? What, do you, what would you talk about? This is a podcast. The, the whole concept of a podcast is to talk about things. And you first, one of the first things you say in the first episode is, what did you even want me to say? <laughs> the fuck's going on here? I would like to, Tom, this is the first time I have ever graced any podcast with my presence. He's still green, man. So yeah, give me... <laughs> what are we? <laughs> give, give, Brown. Give me, give me some leeway. Jug one the green. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, yeah, should we get into our topic? Let's go for it. Yeah, which is um, a topic that I suggested, but I don't actually really care for because I'm not particularly That's a huge fan. Absolutely disgraceful of this individual. <laughs> we actually got Jamie in mainly so that we could actually have a resource of someone who knows something about this subject. <laughs> um, so today we are going to talk about J. Roro Tolkien. <laughs> Who uh, 
Do you know what the Roro um, stands for? Oh, fuck. It's. Um, oh, he goes straight to the laptop. It's, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's Randy Rhodes. It's, <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, John Ronald Rule. Rule? Is it Rule or Rule? I think it's Abat. Rule Token. Tolkien was born the uh, 3rd of January. Tolkien. 1892. In Bloemfontein. Uh, Orange Free State. Is anyone? South Africa. Or, yeah, South Africa. South Africa. That's why, like, <laughs> here really we listen, go. That's why, if you really listen to it, all of the uh, orcs actually have South African accents. <laughs> they all talk like they're in a. Looks like lunch back on the menu, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not you're going to feast on man flesh. Actually, no, that was Saruman who said that. So it's quite different. <clears throat> so, is anyone actually familiar with this person beyond their literary works? So yeah. anyone looked into their life? Uh, he got bit by a, uh, baboon, a baboon spider. spider. <laughs> You've seen one of those motherfuckers yeah, as well. Yeah, they are ferocious. Yeah. Is it the size okay. of a baboon? Sorry, are you trying to poo-poo old world sapiens on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm simply asking about the size of a baboon spider. No, it's not. It's not. That it's would not be, quite that the would camel be, spider. That'd be stupid. Oh, that, was that not the size of a camel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those motherfuckers are big. Yeah. Where um, did he get, not on this person, but where, where location-wise was he? I bitten? assume it probably would have been in Bloemfontein. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> say Bloemfontein. Do it again. Bloemfontein. Yeah, that's better. But I think I go kind of like New Zealandish. Is it okay for us to mimic South African no. accents? Yeah, no. it's fine. Is it? No. I think it's fine. It's not. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Right in at us. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put on a, a Stoke accent. <laughs> yeah, that's cuz that's cuz nobody wants to hear that. Wow. What is going on? What is this Tom, guys? You brought me you brought me in for my my wit and my divisive opinions. His <laughs> political sensitivity. Nothing else. <laughs> uh so he was born on the 3rd of January 1982 in Bloemfontein, Orange State, which is now the Free State uh, Province in South Africa. His father, Arthur Rule Tolkien, was an English bank manager and his mother was Mabel Suffield, who had no substantial thing about her. She just got pushed to the side, really. Uh, the couple... <laughs> there was nothing I could find Are we going to address really? this? Are yeah. we going to address yeah. this? Are we no, gonna we can, I, no, I couldn't find anything about her. I, apart from the fact that she was like a devout Catholic, she's a she... she's a bearer of life. Yeah. All right, Jesus Christ. She she's is... a she's a carrier of future. She is the co-creator. I am a victim of, of one of the greatest sexism. literary masterminds of the twentieth century. <sighs> you just fucking killed my flow there. Yeah, of course he did. That's my... too bloody right. Yeah. So yeah, so. He was born over there. The couple left uh, when uh, Arthur had been promoted to uh, the head of the Bloemfontein office of the British Bank, uh, for which he worked. Uh, Tolkien had one sibling, a younger brother called Hilary Arthur Rule Tolkien. I don't know what it is. Your pronunciation is, uh, of Tolkien is just yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Tolkien. Tolkien. I can get away with him said, saying Abba. You've said Token. <laughs> Tolkien. Yeah. Tolkien. Token. Token. Uh, yeah, however, when he, 
fuck's sake, guys. However, when he was free, he travelled back to England with his mother and brother, uh, which was just meant to be a short family visit. However, whilst he was out there, his father died in South Africa of uh, rheumatic fever, um, leaving the family stranded with no income. Uh, having moved to King's Heath, uh, just outside of Birmingham here, is where he eventually moved to Hall Green and ended up uh, informing a lot of the uh, vistas and themes of his uh, of his writings, including his Aunt James Farm, which was yeah. called Bag End. What is Bag End, Jamie? This is where you have to start peppering this with... Yeah. Um, Bag End is Bilbo Baggins' house. Yeah. Okay. Did you not, Did know, you what not bag, know that? Did you not know what Bag End is? He That's really basic. doesn't like Tolkien. He really doesn't like I fi- it. I find that quite personally offensive. No, I'm just trying to... Being like, the, I, think, I think being like... I, I see what you're doing. For the, I, I think being a metal nerd yeah. and being... We're Generally, supposed to be catering for a crowd that aren't necessarily all metal. And we're trying to grow okay, our fan right, base right. beyond, beyond those 15 people that yeah. we mentioned before. This guy's talking about Sugar Ray. Yeah, fair, okay. <laughs> like, obviously he's not going to know what fucking Bag End is. He's still <laughs> listening to Sugar Ray. <sighs> yeah, so Mabel Tolkien, uh, Tolkien, fuck's sake, homeschooled both her children. Ronald, as he was uh, known in the family, his favorite lessons concerned mainly language uh, with his mother teaching him a lot of the uh, rudiments of very early Latin. And this ongoing fascination pretty much informed the majority of his storytelling because mm. a huge amount of, of, uh, of everything to do with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is all based around these weird languages that he created. So in his in his teens, Tolkien was introduced to his first instance of constructed language called Animalic, mm. uh, which was an invention of his cousins. Um, whilst Animalic died out, Tolkien and his relatives went on to invent a couple of new languages, one called Nevbosh, uh, and shortly <laughs> after that, his... What? I'm just laughing. We're not laughing at you. No, I'm laughing at... Keep going. <laughs> I'm not at the word Bosch. And his very own language, uh, Nafarin. He did that just just for him. Yeah. Uh, so oh these right, are yeah. these are his no friends. We'll the, 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 we'll get into more Lord of the Ringsy languages yeah. in a minute. But okay, yeah. Uh, and around uh, 1909, uh, he composed a book called the Books of Fox Rock. Fox Rook. Uh, which was a 17-page notebook, uh, which is one of the er- uh, earliest examples of his invented alphabets that he was creating. He was just fucking dyslexic. He's <laughs> just wanted an excuse just to cover it up. Um, so I think what we kind of want to get at with this podcast is why is this person so... Because I'd probably say he is the most influential writer when it comes to metal. I'm not, um, I might contest Seconded that. only maybe by Lovecraft? I was going to say. Yeah. I think that there is uh, to, to adapt on Tolkien's vernacular. Mm. There's a whole legendarium of Tolkien music. Good, good word there, Thank Tom. You. Very good. Uh, uh, of Tolkien oh. music out there. Uh, I don't know if there is as much for Lovecraft, but I think the aesthetic of Lovecraft might tie in closer, especially to this realm of music than what... I think... Hmm. I think Lovecraft probably ties in to a lot more extreme metal themes. I know there's a lot of extreme metal, Hmm. Lord of the Rings themed extreme metal bands, and a lot of like quite well-known extreme metal bands have taken 
names and inspiration from Lord of the Rings. But at its core, Lord of the Rings is orcs and elves, high fantasy, magic and that kind of stuff. I And the whole idea of... Um, and the, which lends itself more to your sort of your blind guard. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the music stuff later. Also, but. I think we're all kidding ourselves here. The main influence on the majority of extreme metal is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that, one of the things I wanted to speak about is if we're going to talk about um, Lovecraft, we do need to debate which one was the bigger racist. Oh, Lovecraft or Tolkien? Lovecraft or Tolkien? Fucking least, Lovecraft by a country fucking mile. By a cosmic mile. At least Tolkien tried to um humanize the orcs but then he died so he couldn't really yeah time. lazy <laughs> cimmerillion didn't even fucking finish it lazy well th- i mean and it was his I mean, first I, book I and it was just, his first just book. it was a book he was writing his entire life basically what lazy isn't that it's what we're all doing if it if, if there is just so much of it and it literally, it's the history of a, of a world, which is obviously, it's supposed to be the prehistory of Earth, yeah. our current planet. Sorry, yeah. am I getting a little bit ahead of myself? No, 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 no. To... That, that actually falls quite in nice, nicely in line with, with what I was going to move on to next. So please do fucking carry on, mate. Well, he's, Go well, fill your boots. Initially, from what, I, from what I have garnered in any way, and obviously... I was about to say, feel free to disagree with me in the comments. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a YouTube video. Happily, um, we will. Hit like and like subscribe. Like and subscribe, guys. It's your boy. Um, um, people obviously feel free to disagree with me, but from stuff that I've garnered and read anyway, Tolkien was at his core just a fucking massive language nerd. Yeah. yeah. And a hugely language and history nerd. And he, I think to an extent, he almost created the whole world of Lord of the Rings um, not Lord of the Rings, as so that's just a part of um, a massive, a massive saga. everything. Yeah, yeah. The the history of Arda. <coughs> Good one. I have that written down um, here. Um, as a vehicle to chuck all these languages that he's invented in, because mm. there's, I mean, you've got all the various. He invented like three or four different Elvish languages, probably a bit more Dwarvish, a um, couple of few human languages. Um, the black speech of Mordor, all that kind of stuff. And he's basically built this world and all the history of it because he's a history nerd and because he's a language nerd. Yeah. And, and even said like the invention of languages to foundation and stories were made rather to provide a world for the languages to live in yeah. than the than the reverse. So Yeah, he didn't write the story and then think, oh, it would be cool if they all spoke languages that I invented. Yeah. He spent his childhood creating languages. Mm. Do, we, then, do any you, of us speak any of these languages? Because they get, can actually be spoken, can't they? They can. Yeah, you, you can um, get Elvish or something on Duolingo. Or yeah, something. you can. So you can. It's usually Sindarin and Quenya, which are two um, Elvish languages, and there are they are pretty much entirely fleshed out languages that you yeah. can speak. Okay. And people can, speak them. I cannot give speak. us a sample. Quabla, quabla, <laughs> no, um, no, I can't speak. I can't speak any. Any Elvish? I could, I can look some up and pronounce it for you. But okay, whilst he's doing, is that, it one of those annoying things? Like at least he seems to. If we're talking about, and just to go back to Lovecraft slightly, I'd almost say that aesthetically and thematically, I'd probably say that Lord of the Rings and his works as a whole probably 
I feel that they speak more to metal than than Lovecraft. Like Lovecraft is like far more abstract and slightly more True. kind of like cosmic, whereas this is a bit more, you know, swords and sandals. I can ask you a question in Elvish now. Okay. Specifically in Sindarin. Okay. The language of the Sindari elves. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking nerds, man. Um Matthew, um Pedig Ed Helen. I'm asking you if you speak Elvish. No. Nine. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um, But yeah. I kind of get where you're coming from that. I think um, it might... Lovecraft's influences might be a little bit more subtle than Mm. Tolkien's. Like if if you're looking at all of the um, majority of sludge bands or like drone bands or anything it's actually just a bit of a trope isn't it really yeah um i think like if you're a doom band you write a song with fucking there's going to be abstraction in that music and vicariously it's probably going to be linked to lovecraft in some fashion even if they're unaware of it i mean metallica did it they did all yeah who what lovecraft yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, they got shitload of Lovecraft. They got a song the called "The Call of song. Cthulhu." Yeah. Oh right, yeah. And like, the, and uh, thing, is it thing that should not be. Yeah, Crawl and Chaos. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. 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 Cool story. But yeah, uh, and that like a lot of on top of that, a lot of his philosophy almost informed like the world that he was building. So Jamie was saying that Arda is basically like a prehistory yeah. of our own world. It's not like a. a Separate world. I think that it's, is it broken up into like four ages? Uh, more. There's more. So there's four ages. There's four. So there's right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Here we go. Brief date. So there are. There is. There is the the first, second, third, and fourth age. Mm. Um. But there are three, four ages before that, which is like the creation and prehistory. Um. So you have. Do you want me to go right from the beginning? Yeah, please. Yeah, just abridged. Abridged? Abridged. So you abridged. have to, anyone that knows how to pronounce this stuff, you'd have to excuse my pronunciation. Okay, skip to but the end. You the are first, excused. The first age is called the um, Anulindale. I think it's pronounced Abat. I think it's pronounced, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anulindale, something like that. And that is like the beginning, like the sort of, creation story of how there was god eru iluvatar and he created some mates and then they all (laughs) sing a big song together which is there's a lot of singing isn't there there's a lot of singing there is a lot of singing fancy songs that conjure things into existence um but they basically all get together sing a big song and then arda the world is born Mm. i mean that's that's implausible but the idea the idea it's the idea of um Flawed. Flawed, yeah, it wouldn't happen really, would it? That's so far-fetched. Not in this economy. <laughs> that is, that's really far-fetched. Um, yes, the idea is you've got your your god, your big, unfathomable, incomprehensible Boy. being, just floating Boy. about, chilling in the void. Not like, in the void, but in the outside of the world. The baby in the sun. And he creates these spirits. To not, I don't know if he just created them because he was bored or lonely. Or anything, but he creates these spirits, um, which are the Anyur or Valar, as they are later known. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all get together and sing this very nice song together. And they sing this song for a long, long time. 
and one of the um one of the it was careless whisper one of the Anya is yeah. a bloke called Melkor okay who is think of him as the Lucifer of is this, this story. who turned into Morgoth this is who turned into Morgoth yeah, yeah. Okay. so you do know something I do know this because I have notes on this um yeah Melkor it was probably the most powerful of the Anya second to maybe maybe Manwe mm. but um do you know why he was so evil? Um, it's not expressed as to why. It is just, from what I know, anyway, from what yeah, I've well, read. Yeah, what was his beef? It's basically just, that's what he was like. He shows up and he kind of wanted some extra power. Fucking And brat. then when they start singing this song, he starts weaving in sort of discordant... He can't sing. <laughs> it turns out he's fucking to- <laughs> absolutely tone deaf. <laughs> All the rest, all the rest of them are doing this all lovely, like ah. Yeah. <laughs> he's <there> like, ah. <laughs> and thus metal. <laughs> yeah, he's actually doing he's actually doing a fucking sweet black metal <laughs> thing going on. Um, yeah, but basically he weaves in this discordant, evil melody, and it's it's basically he's like the source of like evil. He should have got nasty um, shit. He should have got uh, what's it? He should have gotten in contact with uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. See whether he could have got some tips from him vicariously through that other metal singer yes. that he got involved. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. How did he die? It was a pretty um, gnarly way. How did he, how he died? Yeah. Well, you've got like he dies at the end of the. Um... Why do we open this up? Because as soon as we ask questions, yeah, this about is this, he's like, long... well, this is where it gets complicated. Well, this is this one goes. This is where it gets really interesting. Yeah, he puts his fucking um, glasses back up and it's well, um, actually, Melkor dies. Melkor dies off. at the end of the fir- no. Melkor dies at the end of the first age. Did you say cut his feet off? Yeah. No. <laughs> they cut his head off. <laughs> Melkor dies at the end of the first I think age. One of them will do. <laughs> when he's captured by um, there's basically there's a lot of shit that happens before that. Can we? Do we want to get up to that point? Because he's basically has so much other stuff. And he basically gets... So he dies. Yeah, he, he gets captured. He get, they have this big... And then Peter Jackson comes in. thousands of years. <laughs> and um, elves appear. He Got creates, he creates these massive fortresses. He builds one called a Tumno in the far east of uh, what would become Middle Earth. He builds another one called Angband, which is in the west. So we can watch over... That's the, the brothel, right? Yes. Elvish um, brothel. He finds the elves first and um, corrupts them before. Well, not corrupts all of them. Takes some of them and turns them into orcs. Okay. Um, he creates Balrogs, all that kind of stuff out of wow. um, out of Maya, who join him. Maya being the next step down from the Valar, which Gandalf is one of the Maya. So they're really? these eternal spirits. Who? So Gandalf's not just some bloke. Gandalf is like a he's a boy, a godly spirit yeah. who. Is what a servant to the Valar? Yeah, and so also he's two rungs down from God. Big up our LGBT. There's upper management and middle yeah. management. Yeah. And big up There's the so um, the LGBTQ community as well. What? <laughs> what? Are you just throwing out shout outs to like relevant? <laughs> just just people. No. But wait, why? What is Gandalf supposed to be like a? Um... Oh, well, Ian, Ian because Sir, Ian McKellen, right? Ian McKellen. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying like you know how like the Babadook. Got like turned into no, LGBTQ. Yeah. <laughs> I thought someone had just like pilfered. I bet there is. I mean, there the is thing is, the thing is, I'm fairly sure that most of the Maya and elves and that would be. I mean, they swing so free with like, their yeah. their loving. I'm into it. Like <laughs> they don't care who has what, whatever. They look. They're quite androgynous. In, in fact, all the no. Well, none of the Valar. Who's going in? Who's hobbits? Hole. None, none of the Valar are gendered in any way. They're spirits. Okay. They they 
their forms are they take they take they take physical form as certain people but they're not like like melkor appears as like a nasty looking fiery evil looking bloke but he's not a man he's not a he probably doesn't have a ding dong down there <laughs> um but yeah he's got a lovely pair of is this was that all part of your note or that was that did you have you got i did just make i did just make a motion around my groin when i said ding dong (laughs) for all those not watching that yeah um yeah check check out jamie's notes it says gesture towards groin. (laughs) gesture at penis yeah um where were we you're you're just going for it but he was a bit he was a bit pessimistic old tolkien wasn't he because it wasn't quite a lot of quite a lot of there's like four ages and a lot no, of there's things there's not four ages there's at You've least got, so four let me ages. let me read them out let me just tell you what they are so okay. you have yeah the anulindal okay which i'm not pronouncing correctly yeah which is the beginning of the creation story of arda so yeah. that is ariel Luvatar making the valar singing a big song world gets created you then have the years of the lamps the years of the trees and the years of the sun this okay. is just when the um, Valar are shaping... Well, initially, the Years of the Lamps is like the beginning, and they're shaping Arda, they're building the mountains, they're building the seas, they all take charge of certain areas. Um, you've got... And I can't, I'm going to have to look some of them up, but you've got people like... There's Arome, Arome or Arome, who is the Valar of like the seas, and so he controls the seas. You've got uh, Tulkas is one of them. He's like the champion of the Valar. You've got, um, I think Manway is the smith. Um, uh, Ivana. Mm. Varda. Varda creates the stars. Um, Loads of things. So basically they spend a long time just crafting the world as Mm. God sits outside of it and watches it. And during this time, Melkor sort of fucks off to his own little bit and starts making nasty things yeah. and creating like volcanoes his, and his noise project and basically just occasionally shows up and just fucks with people okay. and he just basically just spends a couple of millennia just trolling the rest of the valar um and the valar create um they light the world with these two massive fucking massive lamps <laughs> ones okay. at the ones at the top and ones at the bottom oh a, a like dark souls a little bit like dark souls yeah um and uh they basically just have these fucking massive lamps which create all their light mm. and that's what lights the world um they then those get destroyed obviously by melkor yeah he doesn't he just doesn't like them he just really doesn't like them um then you've got the years of the trees where the light comes from these they make these two massive trees i'm i'm cutting out a lot of information good just to, sorry it's a bridge just, to, just to really heavily abridge this you have the skip to of, the end skip yeah. to the end years of the trees where you have the trees of the valar which are two big trees which have the light of arda which then light the whole of their world bear in mind this is on a continent to the west so Let you've me... got valinor which is where all the valar live when the lamps are destroyed by the way they move they originally the valar initially started on the continent which became middle earth and then they shift over to the continent to the west which they named valinor um because Melkor was on the other bit and they were like, fuck this guy. We're going <laughs> to yeah. live That's somewhere else term. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you have the years when then you have the trees. It's SE 16 versus the trees. The trees then get destroyed once again by Melkor and Ungoliant, which of is course. a fucking massive spider. This guy is such an asshole. Ungoliant being Shelob's mother. We okay. all, you know who Shelob is. Right? I know yeah. Shelob. is the uh, baboon. She, she. Shelob. Shelob is a she, isn't it? 
Shelob. Yeah. Shelob. Yeah, I think it's a it's think a it's female. female. Yeah. yeah. Ungolian is also female. Um, Ungolian being a massive spider. Massive. They, they basically then went, when, when the Valar and the Maya are having a big old party. <laughs> they come in and secretly he stabs he stabs the trees, and then she fucking sucks all the light out of them, and then it, everything goes dark. Are you saying that he punches some wood? He punches some wood. <laughs> is he the uh, is he the Kyle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so then the trees get destroyed. There's no light again, and then the sun and the moon are created. Okay. And then you have the first, second, third, and fourth age. The first age Fucking is marked. The first one. Well, let me just, have let we me just done? give this again. I will really heavily abridge this, and you can cut as much of this out of the podcast no, as you going want. In. You're not even in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be huge. The, the first age starts when elves have awakened during this point. Okay. So in the, I can't remember exactly where it is. The, um, they are they awaken at a place called Kuvenen. Kuvenen, something like that. Um, which is oh man I wish I cared about something so much as Jamie cares about Tolkien when are we going to talk about the fucking big creatures no we'll talk about the big creatures in a sec um, the first age is marked mm. by the when men awake okay, okay. so basically um, I mean has that ever happened Iru Iluvatar God has um, obviously he's the only one with the power to sort of create life Mm. Um, and he basically creates the elves and then just puts them to sleep and just put, leaves them in middle in in well they're in what would become middle earth um and then awakens them when he sees fit he does the same with men dwarves are the only one who aren't created by him but they're like given life by him but they're made by one of the valar <laughs> tom you're giggling because why why the dwarves? They they weren't yeah, created. They just formed just abominations. No, they're not abominations. They were just made by one of the Valar, and um, he felt really bad about it because he was like, "I'm imitating life. This is terrible." But um, um, Iluvatar was like, "Ah, oh, this is all right. Actually, they can live." Okay. And yeah, but the first age starts when men awaken in the world, hmm. and then the first age is basically the entire first age is spent Melkor and his evil guys fighting. The elves and men and the Valar. And is the it first true age that is where you have a lot of the Silmarillion stuff, all of the stuff with the with Hurin, children of Hurin, um, and yeah, the War it, of Wrath. Is it true that Melkor had like some like first hand input into creating Arda? Yeah, like well, he was there as part of the Valar that yeah craft that, that sort of shaped the world because the the One Ring. To rule them all mm-hmm. is, of course, Sauron's yep. ring. And Sauron Not, was one of Melkor's lieutenants. Yeah. So isn't sometimes Earth kind of referred to as Morgoth's ring? Yeah, the idea is that Morgoth's evil, he could his body could be destroyed and he could be physically removed from this plane and because he's shoved through the door of night out into the void mm. when they cut his head off. And chain him up. And his feet. feet. <laughs> and his feet. You find his feet, actually. No, they definitely cut his head off. They cut his feet off. He falls over. <laughs> falls into falls the void. onto the sword. Falls over and no, falls into the void. He has his head void. cut off. Yeah. Um, cuts, his, they cut his feet off. Not they, his dick off, because we know he didn't have <laughs> he a dick. His feet off. He falls over. He thinks, oh, I haven't got any feet anymore. I'm just going to end this. <laughs> and he... Cuts his head off. Cuts his own head off. He's had enough head. of this. So the idea is... this is how you're and, going out, Tom? And he, uh, he actually says, um, 
if if null uh, quadra uh, must go, and that means <laughs> goodbye, cruel world. Um, <laughs> in um, do you care to verify this, Jamie? He's looking it up now. Yeah, I am. They do say about his feet being cut off, so I was wrong. I thought you were fucking about, Tom. I thought, I thought was, you I were thought being was, a prick. I thought he was beheaded. I'm putting my hands up in the air. <laughs> what is your purpose? What is your function? <laughs> well, all the other as, stuff I've As said. The, the law master. He is the dungeon master, yeah. isn't he? Um, but I think that that was like something that kind of was like a huge thing for, for Tolkien was the fact that he didn't view evil in the world as like an abstract thing he thought it was like, like a an actual genuine physical, physical actual force yeah, yeah. which it, is why he kind of introduced like the idea that of like melkor's ring and um one of the other things is, is that because obviously he was a massive history buff uh, he like by the looks of it having looked at like through the ages and like the events that happened is like a lot of it seems to repeat itself like there's, yeah, there's a big theme of yeah it, it, there's also a bit theme of decay yeah with it as well where it's like the wonder of forgotten ages and past he was a big nostalgia stuff yeah yeah is like it's each age the age before it is always more wondrous and amazing than the age that they're currently in yeah and um it advances but that doesn't necessarily mean for him that like ethically yeah but isn't advanced. isn't yeah. all it's, of this anyway like an allegory for like the industrial for, age, for like Catholicism, and yeah. Well, then he does a big. There's a, it's his. I don't know we're getting very bitty in what we're talking about, but no, no, he gets, I dig he it. gets very. Oh, no, no, I he, dig it. He um, he especially when he presents like industrialization in Middle Earth as being this terrible evil that's mm. taking away all like the sort of like beauty and magic and nice things from the world because obviously a big part of um Mordor and Saruman's and whatever. The orcs' war machine is all yeah. industry. It's all yeah. they're mass producing, cutting down all the trees, mass producing weapons, yeah. and creating explosives, and sort of progressing in a technological sense. Worth pointing out that Tolkien was, of course, at the Battle of the Somme. So, yeah, mm. he, uh, first so he was experience. Absolutely petrified of mud. Oh, really? Yeah, genuinely. No. <laughs> what the hell? Out of all the things. Yeah. But also, we haven't touched on the fact that he was, like, crazy pious as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's this huge religious links. He was a massive devout Catholic. Yeah. There's, like, religious shit all through. I mean, there's... there's like, there's there's um. He just liked old shit, didn't he? And he just, he liked like, old hated... shit, and he liked God shit. He was the original boomer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a there's a there's a bit where Gandalf tells uh, Frodo off for being on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we do we want to continue with the law, or do we want to well, pause on some of the law? Um, I can get the law mopped up in like the next thirty seconds if you want. Mop it, mop it away. First stage, Sop it up. First stage, big battle with Melkor. Loads of shit fighting. He, Melkor invents dragons and Balrogs and all other nasty shit. The Valar. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, the Valar... Ex-Benedict Cabbage yeah. Patch. <laughs> um, the, the Valar and the um, elves and men and everybody else fight against Melkor. There's this big thing called the War of Wrath, which is so bad and powerful and everything that it basically destroys 
a big portion of Middle Earth that in the by the time of the events of the Lord of the Rings is just all underwater and just completely gone, and mm. that is including entire Elvish civilizations and stuff. And yeah, and so when does Elijah Wood come into it? Elijah Wood comes into it in the Third Age, right? So the first age, basically, think about it like this: first age, big war with Melkor, load of bad shit happens. Second age is where we have uh, Sauron showing up. Because obviously Melkor gets his feet cut off, chained up, and chucked into the uh, door of the night, door yeah. of night. Um, second age is where second age is where we see the um, a load of shit happens, but the key bit is the uh, last alliance of men and elves, mm -hmm. which is the where the events that we see at the very beginning of the Lord of the Rings film, mm -hmm. where you've got Elrond and Isildur and Gilgalad all fighting against Sauron, and then the end of that age is uh marked by that battle with the siege of baradur where they cut um the ring from sauron's hand and banish him for the moment at least from mm -hmm. the, from the from middle earth um and the third age is all the events that then lead up to the war of the ring okay and the fourth age is once the war of the ring has been won and, and sauron finally vanquished and aragorn uh takes his throne as <coughs> aragorn uh King LSR. Aragorn II, LSR, Telcontar. What a legend. What an absolute legend. Wonderful. Should we talk about some music? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah this is a, a metal, metal podcast. podcast. Yeah. So. The problem is we now have to just solely talk about NSBM bands. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going anywhere near it. Oh, we're, we're not going there. No, no that's, that's part, part two. two. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. I'm not going First anywhere. First time in the history of uh, X and Ferris yeah. where we had to break it up into two podcasts. I'm not going oh, anywhere old. past 1987. Mm. And 1987 is a bit of a... Uh, All right, Boomer. It's a, a second reference to Boomers. <laughs> um, They're in vogue right now. 1987 is a bit of a um, turning point for Tolkien metal, I'd say. Uh, which we will get to at the end. However, I think a lot of the Tolkien music, other than score sheet music, uh, that sort of conjured up and appeared was around the sort of counterculture period of the 60s. Uh, Matt is ushering Jamie's face <laughs> closer to the I've been talking right relatively now. close yeah, to the mic. Okay. Don't right. give me tips on right. how to... Can Don't I get, show guys, them how the sausage is made, before we, before we start doing this, can I go to the toilet? Oh, for fuck's sake. Is your boy. Are we ready for me to yeah. slightly correct myself, by yeah. the way? Okay. In yeah. my rather lengthy and um, all over the place yeah. brief discussion about the history of, of Arda, and these, particularly the Valar, um, I got two of the Valar wrong. Um, I called Manway the Smith. We he were going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could see the look in your eyes, Tom. <laughs> you know, more an amateur. Yeah. Um, Manway being the king of the Valar and the king of the winds. Aeol um, is the smith and lord of the earth. Um, I'm doing this in like a proper audiobook voice. Yeah. I all the Smith. Um, I mean, I'm well, falling asleep. Up on cameo. I don't know about you, but I'm falling asleep. <laughs> it's lovely. Olmo being the Sea King, not Arome, who is the Huntsman. I got that a little bit wrong. So, pardon me. Accept my correction, please, Matthew. I do. Um, 
It's, Wasn't um, the Huntsman uh, that was that the name of the film with Kevin Bacon where he's? Um, Wasn't it one of the average Mastodon albums? What the Huntsman? Yeah. No, uh, the, the Hunter. Song. The Hunter. Yeah. No, the Hunter's a fucking great album. It's Sit right. down. It's Sit right. down. It's good. It's good. I got it for six pounds in Brighton oh, on nice. record. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Still, it's still, it's still all right. All right. Have you? It's not correct. Yeah, I've corrected myself. You've I'm corrected done. Yourself. All right. So, counterculture, 1960s. That's essentially where Lord of the Rings, I would say, especially Lord of the Rings, uh, comes into popular culture, and it's far more aware than what it was even when it was first released. Would you agree with that? Uh, being there, yeah, yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. As a child of the 60s. <laughs> so, so, uh, so some of the um, earlier references are very much non-metal non related, um, but still worthy of note. So, the foundation, if you will. Yeah. So you got people like Joni Mitchell referencing Wilderland. Uh, in I think I understand, which is Tolkien vernacular, Wilderland. Did you know that? <laughs> James, <laughs> just James is such blank. Uh, Sid Barrett wrote the gnome in 1967, which is a tenuous link. However, uh, the gnome in question wears a scarlet tunic, oh. is named Gimble Grumble, and has a big adventure. Now, well, if that isn't well, if that isn't Tolkien, that like I don't the, know what the fuck is. That doesn't sound like the classic yeah, Sid Barrett Tolkien also character, Gimbal Grumble. <laughs> yeah, Sid Barrett also shit in his hands and rubbed it on the wall. So, so. Uh, also, and this one is going to come out of left field, and this is going to take you by surprise. Blow your mind. Yeah, we've got Mr. Harry Potter himself, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> With he, there's he, someone he screaming played, at their iPhone played, right now. Don't you remember Leonard Nimoy playing Dumbledore? <laughs> yeah, Monster Cock, Mister Spock teaching, himself, teaching Harry how to use the Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the Vulcan grip uh, strong enough to break your heart. Um, 1968, two sides of Leonard Nimoy. Uh, they are jaunty folk tunes. Uh, one of them was entitled The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, retelling the story of Bilbo. Oh, lovely. All in a song. Lovely. All in that's one song. That. All in one song. That's, that's lovely. Succinct. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's more fucking abridged than what you did. Um, but let's listen to Let's see if this works. Did you, have we uh, connected up something? Is the iPad connected up to the channel? Uh... Uh... You were supposed to have sorted this out before we started, Matt. Yeah, uh, it's not working. It's not working. Uh, play it now. It is. Can you hear this? I can hear that. Can you hear that? Jim? I can hear that. Whack it up a bit. That's just That's how it goes. goes. Is this Lemon Nemo? Yeah, this is Lemon Lemon Nemo. Lemon Lemon Nemo. Lemon Balm Nemo. Can you hear that? We'll have to edit this. Matt, you're gonna have to edit this. Oh, what? No, it's seamless, mate. Perfect. Can you hear this? So who the fuck is this? Did this we... is this is Attacker. Okay. With Battle at Helm's Deep. 
The artwork for this for this record is absolutely disgraceful. Well, let's. Uh, it's a, it looks like a picture. They say running to Google. It looks like a picture of He-Man. Oh wow! Attacking what could only be described as it's a green pterodactyl. Is it? Is it? And why is... I'm way off the beaten path right now. How do I... What is the this? The font that Attacker are using is I know. It's fucking amazing. Absolutely abysmal. The capitalised R at the end. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. So who's that hanging out in the back? That's Gandalf. That's Melkor. That Melkor. Yeah. <laughs> so this but one was actually... I'm jumping forward a little Conan? bit. Yeah, I know. It's more like He-Man. Um... So it was, this one was actually, I'm jumping forward a little bit because I just wanted to, this is a pretty obscure release. Even though it was actually released on Metal Blade, uh, it was originally released in 1985. Uh, however, it was also assumed to be released in 1988 and officially re-released in 1999 on uh, Sentinel Steel Records. It's just US heavy metal, power metal, and it is freaking brilliant. Yeah. You've got to check that out. Is it got a pass by you? Yeah, that's got a pass. I think the most... Uh, prominent, like obvious reference to, or the band that is continuously referenced to uh, Tolkien's world and Legendarium is Led Zeppelin. With mm-hmm. uh, of course Ramble, our favourite. In 1969. Tolkien enthusiasts, oh, Mud Shark. Can I just interject? <laughs> so I brought up the rear cover. Of oh, I haven't seen this. Um, it has the tagline: "Classic metal that assaults the mind." Assaults the mind. Yep. And there's pictures of each of them. And I look at these. There's, cool there's, there's, I can only describe one of the guys as budget Dave Mustaine. <laughs> um, the song after Battle at Helm's Deep, which is the sixth track on the album, is just called Kick, Kick Your, Your Face. Kick Your Face, yeah. Which I think is amazing. Is that verbatim from a, um, oh, that bloody a Tolkien, yeah. Tolkien script? Yeah. That's what they did to uh, before cutting the, le- the feet off. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Led Zeppelin's uh, Ramble on 1969. Uh, so it's Middle Earth, a land where Mordor appears to be a great place to meet beautiful women in Ramble on. And yeah, Gollum and Sauron so. are more interested in fighting over the narrator's girlfriend than getting their hands on the one ring. Uh, well, it's kind of the same thing. It's a reappropriation it? of it. Uh, also, the opening lines of Ramble On paraphrase a poem that Tolkien wrote uh, in the elvish tongue of is it Quenya. Quenya, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, they also had Misty Mountain. How is it Hop- that you could pronounce fictional things and not actual things? They're not real. <laughs> uh, they also had Misty um, Mountain. They are Hop- real. It just happened about 6,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they had the Battle of Evermore as well. So many people point at Stairway to Heaven uh, with its references to looking to the West, which we've spoken about. Which is the uh, often used term when people they uh, are looking to the undying lands through the West. Yeah. Also is, when they're talking about the Stasi in the uh, 1980s yeah. and the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, yeah, draws a lot of parallels with uh, Mordor. Yeah, true. What, the Stasi? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, however, the band has denied any connection between Stairway to Heaven and Lord of the Rings. Robert Plant did name his dog Strider. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. That's Matt, who's, Matt, who's Strider? Strider? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Come on. What? Do you try harder? No. You I don't know. I, I, to be honest, 
whilst I am fully engaged with this podcast, I was still looking through the celebrities that we could possibly get to. <laughs> he always does this. He always does this. Let me give you a clue. Okay. It would be linked to Strider if one of them, these celebrities, was Viggo Mortensen. I say as I waggle my eyebrows at you to get you to join two and two together. That's uh, f- fucking arrogant, man. Okay, cool. You're fucking idiot. I just want to point out that for $75, <laughs> we can get a uh, solid snake yeah, to David give us Hater. a plug. Oh, yeah. really? That's cool. Yeah. Do you, know he, he's, he's, <laughs> do you know he wrote loads of stuff? I didn't know this. Yeah, I thought he was like just a, a voice actor. He's, no, he's like a Didn't he proper, write Watchmen? What's his name? Yeah. David All David the screenplay Hater. for it. Anyway. He, wrote, he wrote a... And, and, and X-Men stuff. Yeah, he wrote a um he wrote like two X-Men films and he also he wrote a uh cuz he was I read a little interview thingy with him saying that they originally had Daniel Craig to play um Rorschach. Have you and seen he bailed the screen on the test last minute stuff? Um he did a screen test thing and it had uh my mate Ian Glenn from oh, okay. um, from yeah playing uh Night Owl. But yeah. This is all over Tom. This is David Hater, right? About. Yeah, David yeah. Hater. Yeah. yeah. Who, coolest voice in the world. Yeah. Solid Snake. It's just a... Ah! <laughs> yeah. That's when he dies. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Black, the, the, the Black, <laughs> anyway Black Sabbath released The Wizards. Pineapple. <laughs> Black Sabbath wrote uh, uh, The Wizard. Uh, it was on their self-titled in 1970, written by bassist and lyricist Geezer Butler, mm. who we've spoken about a number of times on the show. Um, the song was as much influenced by Gandalf, the wizard, as, as it was by the band's drug dealer yeah, at the that. time. So misty morning, clouds in the sky, without warning, the wizard walks by, casting his shadow, weaving his spell, funny clothes, tinkling bell. Never talking, just keeps walking, spreading his magic. Mm. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Evil powers disappear. Demons worry when the wizard is near. He turns tears into joy. Everyone's happy when the wizard walks by. So it's about... It's about drugs. Yeah. It's about drugs. It's about with drugs a tenuous link to Gandalf. Everything is such, so tenuous. With, is all the, ten- of the big the link- ones are super tenuous. The tenuous link is simply that the song is called The Wizard and Gandalf is a wizard. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. There's no further mention of... Yeah, I think we should definitely troubleshoot some you of calling these. Geezer Butler a noob in terms of his... Basically uh, calling out Geezer Butler. No, I'm calling out all the publications that say all doesn't Lord know of the Rings shit about yeah. Lord of the Rings. Uh, Genesis uh, released Trespass in 1970 and the song stagnation once again not explicitly a lord of the rings track (laughs) however the lyricism does point to the creature Gollum. uh will i wait forever besides the silent mirror and fish for bitter minnows uh amongst the weeds and slimy water it's Gollum. Gollum kind of i mean Gollum. yeah uh the song came out within months of ramble on and the wizard so the, that's like a triptych mm. of so it's actually like a joint. That's actually like a joint work by the three bands working closely together to release a sort of a glut of uh, Lord of the Rings theme material, right? Yeah, but 100%. not being specific about it. Yeah. So let's move on from a there. Half-assed attempt to to this. Like three people in this podcast. <laughs> so this. is the Allman Brothers Band from their album Idlewild South from 1970. This is Midnight Rider. Oh. 
Oh, he's got it. And that's where the Lord of the Rings reference ends. <laughs> <laughs> is it, it's all of these things is as far as it goes, just like a slightly tenuous title. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's kind of, but not really. It's it's when we get to like the late 80s and early 90s that we really, you fucking wait, really man. get. Mate, I just want to talk about Blind Guardian. 19, no, that's, <laughs> don't talk about that yet. I know it's later on, but. 1971, we've got Symphonic Rock from the UK. The Barclay James Harvest with Galandriel. Oh. And Who's Galadriel, once... Matt? Uh, oh, isn't she the broad? Except one. Oh, my God. <laughs> she comes up with the she, morning sun and tells me girl. life has just begun. Oh, what it is to be young. And in the early evening light, she brings me flowers from the sun. Oh, what it is to be young. Yeah. Isn't that Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett? No. Blanchett. Yeah. <sighs> Let's move on. Yes, it is Kate Blanchett, but Galadriel is one of the fairest and most powerful of all, all elves. Of all the, I think she's. Oh, Jeremy, I think she's a Noldor elf. I would if I could. <laughs> <laughs> she's already married. Is she? Yeah, oh yeah, so. she's married to Aragorn, isn't she? No, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Did you know Aragorn? So Aragorn and Arwen are actually related. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they have this. If you trace it really far back, they're. Um, I mean, that shit will happen, won't it? Because uh, obviously Arwen is Elrond's daughter. Mm. Elrond's dad is like Aragorn's like great, 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 going back like 2,000, 3,000 years, granddad. Yeah. But by that point... So this is Argent. The gloves are off. From the record. The mithril gloves are off. Ring of Hands from 1971. It's British prog. This... I think, can we... Is Lothlorien. Oh. Every time I say a Lord of the Rings reference, I just want to get Jamie's nod of approval. It's, um, I'm just thinking, when you describe any of these bands, um, is they're always going to end in, and this is so-and-so, the Lord of the Rings reference, and they are a British prog band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, there's so many American uh, references. Prog bands. So, essentially, yes. Uh, Rush, Fly By Night, 1975. They had Rivendale, named after the great elven city where Elrond dwelt. Uh, Rush also released uh, Crest of Steel, in which they had a song entitled The Necromancer. Oh, The Necromancer would be in reference to Sauron. Correct. Which was his name when he resided in Dol Guldur, deep in Mirkwood. Gandalf. Hanging out with Voldemort. It's when they didn't quite know he was Sauron yet. Well, they knew Sauron had gone, and then he sort of came back in spirit. But I'm going to move on from there to 1975 with some acid country. I was hoping you were going to say acid house <laughs> from 1975. 1975. We've got ahead of its uh, time. the song Hero Frodo by Barefoot Jerry. <laughs> um, what's that? So the, the record was called uh, You Can't Get Off With Your Shoes On. Uh, <laughs> or Your Feet On. <laughs> uh, which I do have here. And I do have... A. This is Hero Frodo. This is 1975. It sounds very 1975. Called Middle Earth. This is the strongest um, Tolkien reference we've had yet. Yeah, it really Actual is. Actual lyrical content. And it's actually uh, going to get 
worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> following that, that peak. yeah, in uh, also in 1975, we've got uh, the band the Nazgul. Oh well, that's pretty a, obvious. Yeah, it's uh, and they're Matt. Who are the Nazgul? They're the um, they're the jockey mates, aren't they? They're the ones who uh, ride about and explain how they became what they are. They were they were kings. Go oh, keep going. They were kings who had something to do with Saruman. Mm-hmm. Um and they they got involved in some shit that they shouldn't have been getting involved with. Oh, didn't they all have the rings? They had the rings. I'm nodding. <clears throat> yes. Um, they had the rings. Yep. And they shouldn't have had the rings, or should they have had well, the rings? Well, but they, they should and shouldn't because they were given the rings by Sauron. Okay. And uh, that's what turned them into the ring race. So the Nazgul. No Saruman. No, Saruman is a wizard. Released He's their self-titled record in 1975. Now, this is the polar opposite of Mayerford Jerry. Uh, this is Germanic, <laughs> Germanic free-form dark ambience. Oh, wow. And again, this is I hate it already. I absolutely despise it. I haven't this even is, heard it. For example, the Tower of Baradur. Let's move it on a bit because it does fucking go Matt, on. Matt, what's the Tower of Baradur? I uh, don't fucking know. I don't... Oh. What is it? You getting this? Yeah, I wish I wasn't. They've also got Shelob's Lair. I I love it. I'm I'm all about it. This sounds like this sounds like the music I use at D and D. Like fucking, <laughs> you do don't admit that on the air. Yeah, I can admit that this is a podcast about Lord. Of, well, it's not a podcast about Lord of the Rings. It's a podcast about metal, but it's an episode about Lord of the Rings. So it's highly appropriate for me to mention that I play D and D. Okay, fine. Uh, moving on. This is literally amazing. Uh, all saved freak band. Uh, this is Christian rock from 1976. Is, the the album is that the title? The, this is Christian rock. No. It's better than that. The title of their record is For, for Christians, Elves, and Lovers. <laughs> uh, so, so from USA on uh, Rock the World Enterprises, they had a song called Theme of the Fellowship of the Ring and Elfin Chimes. I literally can't believe that this exists. I really, really can't believe this exists. This is Theme of the Fellowship of the Ring. They've entitled this. <laughs> it's unbelievable, is isn't it? I know, it's crazy. How is that an appropriate theme? I know, I know. Well, I guess it is. Because of, because of all the links to Catholicism and things like that, but I guess. But it's very strange. Uh, also, Freak Band, one of the first ever proper Christian rock bands okay. as well. They are odd. I can't wait till we do a Christian metal record, uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do all of these, but I'm going to uh, skim over some of these. Uh, so we've got uh, Anyone's Daughter, where they released their self-titled uh, in 1980. It's just German rock. Uh, they had a song called Mariah. It's actually very good. Uh, it says, Our journey was long to the gates of Mariah. We followed the sun. We've been taught in golden past. No one can last in Mariah. Uh, we've got the key to the gates of Mariah. Uh, sounds like um, Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds. 
So check it out. Uh, we've got ARC or ARC uh, with War of the Ring and the ice cream theme, uh, which is new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, and Sorry, Tom, from... through all of that, do you mean Moria? Mariah. You mean Moria? <laughs> I don't they say Mariah. No, they don't. Like, Dor- like, oh, yeah, it's like Doria no, the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the minds of Moria. Okay, good. It's not, it's not a real word. Kazadum. Okay, good. Uh, so we've got New Wave of British Heavy Metal from uh, Ark. They're banned from Stourport on 7, uh, North. Uh, what's the, the, home of, the home of New Wave of British yeah, Heavy exactly. Metal. Yeah, exactly. They released only two singles, Tribute in 1980 and uh, War of the Ring in 1981. Uh, we've got uh, Badeen, as Brass in 1982, which is traditional metal with a spot of hair metal. Uh, they're from the Netherlands, the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, and they had a song called Aragorn. Uh, which I will put on instead of this absolute claptrap. Uh, I realise I'm going to have to put all this music in in post. This could be a fucking yeah. nightmare. Oh, this is good. This is very good. This is nightmare too. Uh, following on from that, we've got... Uh, hey, Tom, stop talking. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, I'm down. It's very good. Uh, I'm not into the uh, cover art, though. Oh, Jesus. Um, following on from that, Baker and Ban, Under the Sun LP, 1982, with Ginger Baker, rest in peace, uh, Doug Brocky, and Carl Hill with The Land of Mordor. Uh, then we've got Sirius Ungul. Yep. US Metal, King of the Dead, 1984, released on Metal. Classic band. Knows that. Very classic very band. Very classic band. Uh, Fate's Warning. Which is US prog metal uh, from 1984. Uh, they released uh, Night on Brocken and Shadowfax. It's also released on Metal Blade. So Metal Blade were picking up a lot of these like very early proto, what new wave of British heavy metal style bands that w- seem to all be influenced in some mm. capacity by Tolkien. Uh, we had Attacker, which had already. I would, I would to. argue that Sirithingal so far, yeah, the the biggest one out of all of that and like they're the most uh, but a lot like, of these are very the most obscure. obviously lord yeah. of the rings influenced yes. matt what is sirith I've, I've given up i'm done now okay it's, it's a big so we've got dresden which is american thrash too many skeletons 1986 we've got too many uh, skeletons yeah. is that like a uh, precursor to too many men <laughs> too many men yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, they have Black Riders. We've got Electra Drive, which is Italian metal, nice. uh, over the Space LP from 1986, which was released on Discotto Records with Lord of the Rings. These, I, I need to play this because the vocals are absolutely incredible. Uh, see if I can find it for you very, very quickly. Is this the Italian band? Yeah. So, I'm really surprised by the fact that some of these bands are not more well known. Um Listen to this. This is a first for the X and Ferris podcast having music in the background. Yeah. I'm actually quite enjoying it. Good. Yeah, I like it as well. Yeah. It works. Right. Listen to this. Oh, that's ITV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's Pornhub. <laughs> right, here we go. So this is Electro Drive uh, with Lord of the Rings. The song is called Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, that's... wasn't really mining the, yeah. uh, mining the minds of... Brace, brace yourself, <laughs> brace yourself. This is nuts. 
Yeah, I dig it. This is some of the... Vocally, it's one of the best vocals I've heard in a long time. I mean, his, his vocals are good, but like it doesn't jump out at me as being any like more amazing than most sort of like clash British heavy metal, classic British heavy I just, metal. I just really dig it. Come on, man. Yeah, it's good. I'm not saying it's not. Okay, moving on from there. Uh, we've got Mantas, which is uh, Jeff Dunn of Venom. Uh, he released, uh, well, he was on a compilation tape in 1986 uh, called Power Tracks, and he released Lothlorien. Oh. Uh, English Dogs, which is speed metal from the UK, uh, where legend began in the LP in 1986 with Middle Earth. It's not yep. bad. Uh, you got Paradox, which is Germanic power metal, uh, product of imagination from 1987. That was on Roadrunner. And they say things like, I sing with the elves of Mirkwood. And I've watched the dragons die. I'm the king beneath the mountain. I'm an eagle in the sky. And didn't an never eagle, there there's a lot of Hobbit references though, there. there. Didn't an eagle kill that, like, the biggest dragon ever? Are you talking about Ancalagon? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, so the biggest God. dragon was Ancalagon the Black, um, which was That's slain racist. by... Fuck, I can't remember his name. Feanor... Finway, one of those guys. Neither of those two people, I don't think. I'm going to fucking look it up. Okay, fine. Whilst you're looking it up, I'm going to play this. And this is the uh, last one from today, 1987. It's Black Death with Black is Beautiful. And why, the reason why this is important is because, Matt, do you know who Black Death are? Oh, it's Aaron Dill. Sorry. Do you know who Black Death are? No. Do you know who Black Death no. are? No. This is pre-Dark Throne and this is pre-Isengard. This is Nazgul Riders, Riders of Sauron. Uh, this is very primitive, punk-infused death metal from Fenris. Oh, boy. Think back. This is nuts. Sounds awful. It sounds like it was recorded on a calculator. <laughs> That's Fenris. Open it up. It's fucking <laughs> potato is quality. He, Fenris can do no wrong though, so. Yeah. I mean, he can. <laughs> this is quite <laughs> no, wrong. I think, I think uh, knowing, having experienced plenty of Fenris's music now and hearing this for the first time, I find it endearing. Look how far he's come. Yeah. True. This is probably, I mean, how that old would he have been here? Like teenager, like he early teens. So, young, so yeah. young, yeah. 1987. He's, pro he's probably like 13, 14 or something ridiculous. Creatively, always ahead of the curve. Technically. <laughs> Technically always like well, well below. <laughs> Technically going over a roundabout. <laughs> right. Ascend it there. So does that conclude our uh, music segment? 
for, for, for now. That was incredibly enjoyable. I really enjoyed yeah. that podcast. Oh, wake you up. Thank you for joining us, Jamie. Oh, was that it? I feel like this has added something to our um, dynamic. I feel... Do you feel at home? Do you feel cheated? Uh, do you feel dirty? Do you feel welcome? Sort of. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, no, it's been enjoyable. It's been good. All right. Good. I will have really to... Lovely. I'll have to sort of really uh, properly brush up on my uh, law. For the second part, just so part I don't have two. to double check things. Chapter two. And then fucking caveat myself. So the next chapter, uh, we'll be going into some very dark territory. Yeah, some more modding. Yeah. Matt, should we do the, um, the spring cleaning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this where, is do this you where know where they can find us? No. Oh, yeah, I think so. But first off, so this is when we can address the fact that Matt's wearing a Burzum shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> And has a, just, has a hate forest tattoo and um, <laughs> other ones. A, a labor manifesto. <laughs> yeah. Where can that was topical. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. That was quick. Uh, they can find us at uh, X and Ferris podcast on Instagram. Uh, X and Ferris pod on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, X and Ferris podcast at Gmail on Gmail. Uh shit x and ferris you can find us on soundcloud on soundcloud x and ferris the heavy metal podcast itunes on iTunes, uh, number of other podcast platforms uh yeah where podcasting platforms are available we're not on spotify we're not available we're still not on spotify yeah um incompetent uh where else was there anywhere else uh twitter gmail and instagram is the main one facebook you can find us x and ferris podcast as well a podcast um Please do get in touch. Uh, why not? Yeah. In the end. Uh, we'll see you. We're probably going to have to return to this within the new year because we've got a few things that we need to address. Probably our best episode. of the year. Yeah. Oh, I best thought we were doing um, choice cards. We're doing... Yeah. No, we meant yes, in the lineage Jamie, yeah. of... Uh, After the... Uh, later on. Later, I'll, what, I'll today? Tell you, I'll tell you later. Okay, fine. I'll tell you later. All right, all right. All right, all right. thanks very much. <laughs>